Hello, hello. Welcome to Tuckered Out with me, Ami Tucker. Today, I get to talk to Bharat Krishnan, a author and writer whose novel, Privilege, won Best Adult Fiction in Ohio last year. The book is about an Indian American in modern day NYC who steals a magical drug conceptualized as white privilege. Seems very interesting. I just got the book, so excited to read it. His first foray into writing, though, was a political memoir based on 10 years as a Democratic campaign manager, traveling the country, and working at the local level across 12 states. And that book is called Confessions of a Campaign Manager. He actually worked with a previous guest of mine, Mr. Cal Penn, on that campaign. And we talk about it all. He has some fantastic stories. So I hope you guys enjoy my interview with Bharat Krishnan. So currently you are in Columbus, Ohio, and you're with the Hodge Group. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know you went to, I think, American University, and, and we'll go through your background first. Yeah. The first thing we want to talk about is your books, because I know you've written like a seven <laughs> of them. <laughs> Two of the books that you mentioned, Privilege and Confessions of a Campaign, campaign Manager. manager. Mm-hmm. Is Privilege the latest one? Yeah. Per- so okay. Privilege is is kind of my my longstanding series. I, um, I've written... Let's see. I've I've written five books in in the series now. Oh wow! And uh, and and privilege the the link I kind of sent to you is 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 a trilogy. It's it's three of them in one, and then I just released a uh, prequel to it last month, um, which are which which is two two additional stories. Uh, and then actually, just tomorrow, I I started writing the the sequel. I've I've got, oh wow. Um yeah so. I'm a I'm I'm an indie author. I'm not I'm not trade published. Um, and there's there's an enormous amount of freedom that that comes with that. Uh, the biggest one being I can write whatever the hell I want. Um, yeah. When whenever I want. Uh, and so it's funny. A few years ago, I I just knocked out uh, about a twenty thousand word novella um, over over the course of a weekend, uh, working with my editor. Um, that kind of turned into now this monster of a series uh that uh yeah i just keep on writing and when i won the award uh i won i won best adult fiction um i guess now over a year ago that was Congrats. totally nuts thank you and i i actually was pretty convinced it was a joke i was i was pretty convinced it, it was spam but uh yeah when that happened I started taking uh the marketing aspect of of the series uh, a lot more seriously and going to more uh events and shows and doing readings and uh I found it really resonated with people and so just right. kept mining the well uh mining that IP and pretty excited about it and I know privilege which you mentioned on email and what I read online is about an Indian American in NYC uh, who steals a magical drug to understand and feel the white pr- privilege, basically. Amazing concept. It's one, <laughs> why the series? Why is it a series? Uh, what's the benefit of making it a series? 
And was that the original concept or did that happen, just evolve over time? And then two, is any of this based on real life? So one, uh, yeah, it very much happened over over time, just just okay. naturally. Um, I I've really more than any of the other uh, books I've written uh, fell in love with with the characters I created. My editor fell in love with the characters I created. It really uh, appeared to resonate with readers, so that got me more excited about the project. Well, the title, by the way, I'm totally cutting you off, but like it's. It's it's weird to say this, but like it's such a powerful title, and I'm Thank shocked you. that there hasn't been another like <laughs> this hasn't already been used, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Because uh, it stands th- out for like so many reasons. I think. Uh, yeah. So my my first foray, um, my my first career, I the first ten years of my professional career, I I was a political campaign manager. I right. jumped around the whole country, uh, working working for Democratic campaigns. And, uh, you know, when I, when I left politics, it was a, a Trump, Trump had gotten elected. Um, and that, that wasn't, that wasn't at all the reason I left politics. Um, I, I was at a point in my personal life where it, it just made sense to, to leave. Um, but when, when I left politics, it just so happened Donald Trump had been elected. Um, right. and so, you know, I had, I had a lot of frustration based on uh, what I'd seen traveling to the country. Uh, obviously, the, the hours I logged working for, you know, then-Senator Obama and all, right. all these other great candidates. And a lot of frustration with, with the current state of, of the Democratic Party. So I took, I, I took all of that and, and kind of channeled it into, into art uh, as, as creatives are prone to do. Um, and right. so that that was really the the impetus for for this idea of you know this this magical drug that that affects people in in all sorts of different ways. You know, some people are super strong, some people you know are super fast or super smart. Um, and uh, and and kind of yeah, conceptualized that as as white privilege. Um, right. And so that that was kind of the impetus for the story. Okay. Uh, and then I yeah just really fell in love with with the character archetypes I, I played with um, of, you know, strong, confident people, uh, really like conniving political types uh, or, you know. I'll like cut, cutthroat kind of NYC yeah. deal. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it, exactly. And then, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never actually lived in NYC my, myself, okay. but I've. I was, gonna, I've I was about a, to ask you, like, have you lived, have you done the yeah, NYC Yeah, so, so I have. I I'm extraordinarily close to to the city. The the city means a great deal to me. I I visit you know multiple times a year. Um, I right. have family there, friends there. Uh, really wanted to to focus on that as as the center point in, instead of DC. Um, right. Uh, because I'm all, I'm also very into local politics. You know, I my my career is is all through local politics. I mean, I've. I worked on school board races and city council and and stuff, and so I kind of wanted to get away from uh, the you know the book does have scenes in DC, of course, but right. um, you know I thought setting it in it, another metropolitan city would would kind of give it that local flavor. Right. No, I mean I, I love the the concept of it. So I know it's a five part series. What do you wish Indian Americans, kind of in our same bucket, get out of this book? And then on the flip side. Uh, the privileged white Americans, like what do you, what do you, what do you hope they get out of this? And I know everyone will get something else, something different, right? Like it's, yeah, it is, each each reader to its own. 
Yeah, sure. I, I, I was telling my story, of, of course. Um, but I think what resonated for a lot of other Indian Americans, um, at least from the, from the feedback I've got, is I, I ultimately wanted to tell a story of, you know, how, how does an immigrant succeed in America uh, today? Um, I kind of laid out a contrast of everyone kind of fell in love with, with this l lesbian couple um, from, from the book. Uh, on on one path, and then there's there's a parallel journey of uh, the the main character Ruction and what what he does to you know he he loses his job he loses the girl um, and he thinks you know if if I can get access to this drug uh, that'll that'll turn things around for me um, right. and so it's a, it's kind of this this dual track journey and I I try not to be too heavy handed but you you can kind of see okay what like one. Uh, there, there are two different paths here and two, like what, what does success even mean? Like for, right. for an immigrant today, like how, how do you know if, if you've made it? Like what, what is well, making uh, it even I'm gonna, mean? I'm going to pause, pause really quick. So you're saying, what does it mean for an immigrant, right? <clears throat> yeah. Do you, do you consider our generation, I'm assuming, and I, I, I want to talk to you about your, uh, childhood and growing up, but I'm assuming mm -hmm. your parents are immigrants from India. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm actually so we, first gen. Um, right. I, so are yeah. we? Are you considering our generation? Like I'm first gen as well. So are we still considered immigrants? Do you think? And and if so, and what what does that definition mean? I would say so. I mean, I I think here you you get into a whole lot of nuance depending on right. you know when when your parents came over and and when you came over and right. Uh, you know certainly. Um, faced questions growing up uh, over, you know, assimilation and what does it mean to be too assimilated or not assimilated enough. Um, so that's 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 right. always a, a fun that's debate. A, that's the stuff we're, like, we're yeah. going through, right? Yeah, right. yeah, right. On the whole, I'd I'd say yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've been here since I was two, but I'd I'd say yeah, I'm I'm still an immigrant. Okay. No, it's just you know, everyone has their own like kind of yeah. meaning and definition of it. Like, just curious what that means to you. And so five part series. So when does the next, so you, three or three part is already out. Three yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for whatever reason, I, I don't know the, the first book came out, I, I called it privilege and it, the P kind of stuck. So now every, every title starts with P. Um, He's a so strong, it's a strong letter. <laughs> so totally, totally good. It actually is. They actually say P is a good letter for titles. And, oh, that's yeah. good. Good. Yep. Did not know that at all, but yeah, uh, P's, P's, and T's. So we're both good. Yes. Glad to, glad to hear it. So there's there's privilege, power, and promise, and that's kind of like the the seminal uh, trilogy. Um, so that's that's the bundle that that won the award. Um, and then uh, and then there's there's a prequel uh, that that just came out, and that's a, that's a collection of two stories. That's a collection of uh, passion and patriot. Uh, which kind of delve into the the backstories of of some of the favorite characters from characters. Uh, from yeah yeah and then I guess you're the first one other than my wife to know it uh, the next the next one's going to be called uh, Purpose amazing yeah. I feel like um, uh, this should be a Netflix series <laughs> thank thank you so much um actually let's, a, num let's a number let's throw of it out there that. let's throw it throw out there you never the know universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why the not? Universe. The concepts, the theme, the idea, the fact that it's like this five uh episodic series kind <laughs> of 
you know, book wise right yeah. now, but it is relevant. It's, it's been <laughs> relevant, but it's more relevant now than ever. Is that is that a hope for you? Uh, that that is, uh, of of course, that's that's every writer's dream um, right. to have to have their work celebrated in in such a compelling way. Um, yeah, right. actually, a, a few people have have mentioned that to me, and so uh, and so yeah, there's. Oh well, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, congrats on that. And then, where can people find this? Find the book. Uh, so so my my website, uh, Bharath Krishnan online, uh, BharathKrishnan dot okay. uh, okay. which is B H A R E T K R I S H N A N dot com. Right. I'll I'll put it on my notes as well. So great, thanks. Um, well, congrats. I I love the concept. Um, and definitely the title is is powerful. And then um. Is, is, am I getting this right? Have you written seven books? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Is so, that including everything that you yeah, talked about? Okay. You know, of course, five of them are are in the in the right. uh, series. Okay. Um, right. And then I've written. Uh, actually, my my fiction debut uh, is called Oasis, and it's um, okay. it's a fantasy novel. It takes place in a desert. Uh, there's you know a war over water and. Um, it's, uh, it's about friendship and brotherhood and, uh, refugees and what does it mean to be family? What's, what's the meaning of family? What do you do for family? Um, right. so totally kind of different theme. Yeah. Yeah. Of, very, okay. very, very different. Um, another, right. another perk of, of being an indie author, I, um, you know, it's, it's probably not the best career wise that I, I jump all around with, with genres, but, um, I don't think so. I think it's actually genius right now. Like, I don't <laughs> think there is such a thing. I think if you you will find more success in being able to jump around versus having to stick yeah. with one genre or theme. Honestly, nowadays everyone's everyone has ADD. Like, well, everyone's I, everywhere. I I, so, I I appreciate it. Thank yeah. So that's, thank that's you. fantastic. And I want to get into how you started writing, but I had yeah. I, we can't skip over confessions of a campaign manager. <laughs> so. This is based on 10 years of you being a Democratic campaign manager. Mm -hmm. I, I know you mentioned in the email that you actually um, campaigned with Cal Penn in yeah. uh, Des Moines. He would, not, he would not remember me at all. You never know. You never know. You never know. Don't sell uh, yourself short. But, um, uh, my, you know, my, my friends, you know, I was in high school at the time. My, my, my friends... Did not really care that I was I was you know jumping around in Iowa and and all these places, but they did think I was the coolest person in the world for uh, for hanging out with Cal Penn. And I feel like people that do that at such a young age are kind of a step ahead. So like I quickly want to break down confessions of a campaign manager because it's fascinating what the summary has been and what you've written about. And so and in, in the case you've made in it is is a pretty now well known case. Uh, meaning the refusal of these Republican leaders to believe and, and love the election of our first black president has ultimately produced Trump. Yeah. In, in layman's terms, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and then you also formulate a, a prescription, right, to prevent this to happen again, all this partisan bullshit. So break it down for me. Like, uh, I want to hear... Maybe a few stories from that time. I know you have insane amount. And what is the prescription? Like, what what the fuck do we do? Because this is it's just getting tiring. At this yeah, point. 
it is exhausting. I mean, I think everyone is exhausted all the time. Um, and, you know, since, uh, since, since the books come out, we've, we've suffered, uh, two, you know, two national traumas, uh, the first one being, you know, Trump's presidency, uh, and and January sixth in, in particular, uh, and and the second one being uh, COVID. You know, I think I think the the very idea of America is is totally totally different uh, than any of us imagined. Uh, it was six years ago, um, and I I remember when I was writing like the back cover for for the book, like the the summary. It was a debate with my editor uh, whether or not to say, you know, the the country had been irrevocably fractured, and uh, and I remember digging my heels in and saying, like, yeah, I I actually do think uh, irrevocably fractured is a is an appropriate phrase to to use here. How we get back, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I was listening to um to a new p- podcast I I recently discovered yesterday. Um, smart list with uh, with Jason oh Bateman God. and yeah, them. Will Arnett yes. and um, yeah, they're just fun. They're just fun. yeah, it, it's just so fun. It's so it fun. Is fun, right? Um, right, right. and so I I was listening to uh, to the episode with uh, Kamala Harris, and she had a great phrase. I I'd, I'd bet on on the American people any any day of the week. It's it's corny, but but it's true. I mean, it, I, I by the way, I think it's totally true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I in 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 my worst days. Uh, of which I've I've had many uh, days of just complete disenchantment with with the country as I think we all have. It, it's going to be okay as long as 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 long as we just keep digging into to participation. You know the 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 record turnout we're seeing in now midterm elections with uh, with twenty eighteen and certainly with twenty twenty two. Right. Uh, just com- completely blew me away. Um, right. Joe Biden was my fourth choice for president. Um, I think Joe Biden was a lot of Democrats, uh, not first choice. Um, but his very, in in my opinion, very far-fetched uh, dream of like bipartisanship and like we can still get together to do big things and all this thing, all all these you know concepts that honestly like I shit on all during the primaries. Right. Um, like this guy has no idea, like just not made for the moment at all. I was so completely wrong. And it's thrilling. Yeah. Um, the the number of bipartisan accomplishments that that came out of the the last session of Congress, uh, just just mind blowing. And you can say, oh, you know, gun safety, that that didn't go far enough. Of like, course. of course it didn't. Course. But like, of course, you put the that name, never has you you mention like guns, like, like who who else is able to get a deal with with Republicans on any bill that any you know bill, right. has the word guns in, included in it? You know the uh, oh Joe Manchin's like a huge pain in the ass. Okay, but like also he's a Democrat from West Virginia, and West like for, yeah, we we got the infrastructure. Uh, you know we, uh, we I, I'm that. sorry the, yep. the the Inflation Reduction Act passed, um, and so. I, I guess there's a lot to be said for, for experience. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I'm going to break it down even more uh, simplistically. There's so much we can talk about uh, in terms of what we haven't accomplished, right? And 
I think the one thing about America is, is that we're allowed, meaning we're allowed in terms of who we are. We are allowed in terms of honesty, transparency, uh, more so than I think any other country in the world. <laughs> so with that uh, comes judgment. And with that comes a lot of feedback from people, not just within the country, but from outside. And, and to me, I think compared to most countries, we are critical of ourselves very openly. Our media is criti- critical of ourselves. I mean, I, I'm definitely comparing it to an India who, <laughs> if they get criticized yeah. at all, they fucking cry. Yeah. You know, um, and, and of course, it's the easiest thing to compare it to because our, our families are from there. But what I'm trying to say basically is at the end of the day, I would not want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. No, ab- um, absolutely. I know this is a very, this, that's a very American thing to say. <laughs> I know that. So everyone, all the five listeners outside the U.S. can hate me. I just wouldn't. We, we do the work, right? Like we, we do the work. We're, right. we're very well aware of, of our, our past failings. And, um, you know, we. I think we're like, we're like constantly in therapy. Yeah. I feel like. Right? Yeah. Uh, like no, it, it I mean, feels something... like this country is trying, at least trying to heal itself. Right. Long ways right. ago, lots of shit that we are fucked up on. No, no question. But I don't know. It feels like a lot of other countries. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but I well, feel like at least we're trying. Right. And I think I I think that's a real crucial point. Um, that a lot of a lot of I'll I'll say not mainstream Democrats uh don't get is I, I think the vast majority of the country is not upset over, you know, any particular policy issue or or anything like that. They're upset right. over the fact that like I'll 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 say, you know, elected Republican leadership, um, diehard, you know, Republican primary voters, every everything they've said, they they thought so little of our country that they thought Donald Trump was was the best guy for the job. Right, right. It's depressing. And and sad, frankly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um I, I do I I agree with the cheesy line you said, like the, <laughs> the belief in Americans. I think she's right. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I know Americans can be crazy and, and very different, <laughs> but there's something about us that uh feels very uniting. I don't know. Yeah. But I, yeah. I like the cheesiness. So, <laughs> so my last question on on that book was, uh, and maybe I, again, like I didn't read it, so I'm not sure what you said. But the national yeah. prescription to prevent a future bipartisan bullshit war. So I mean, since I wrote it, we had a coup, uh, an attempted <laughs> coup at the Capitol. Uh, yeah. So to be honest, uh, and, then, and then who did it, who did it just now? Was it Argentina? Yeah, Ar- Brazil. Uh, Argentina. it was in Brazil, I think. Was it Brazil? Okay, that I was think the same so. Thing? Coup? Um, yeah. Yes, anyway. yeah, it was. It was Brazil. I'm, lo- I'm losing track um, of the craziness. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I don't. I I don't know how much of it still applies. But look, we we have all the tools to fix it. Like that's that's the the good news is we have all the tools to fix it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's voter participation, which, you know, uh, honestly, there used to be this long held belief that like the more people vote, uh, the better Democrats will do. It's not even true anymore. Like, like they've done studies to show, like if you open voting participation, Democrats 
benefit like a little, but like that was like that was how Trump won, right? Is like the missing white voter. Uh, and we all like in Democrat circles, we all thought the missing white voter was a bullshit lie. Um, but like it exists in places like Florida. Uh, oh my and, God. So and, he, he somehow geniusly found them. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and so the idea that like Republicans would want to pass all this voter suppression bullshit, like, like it doesn't even make sense on its face because right. there's more, like there's more voters for both sides there. Um, right. and, uh, you, you just get a better debate, right? Like Republicans are, are eating their own right now saying like, oh, you know, we elected like bullshit Senate candidates last cycle. Like, okay, well like open it up, make it, you know, more democratic and like maybe a normal will, will get through the, the process. I so said, what's going on with current or future projects? I know you talked about in the five-part series any more political books coming up because i feel like there's so much material so there is a presidential election in the in the crops of like the the trilogy the it, it culminates okay. in in this presidential election um and so where the sequel uh takes place is seven years later in the in the penultimate year of uh of of this of this administration um and how you know how that's going and the next the the next go around and uh it's you know it's depressing concept i i learned uh when when trump got elected which is that this shit never ends you know i god i spent so many hours on on the trail for for obama and and for all these other candidates and thought like, okay, cool, they get elected and right. we'll change this shit and this shit doesn't change un- unless you wake up every day uh, ready Let's ready to it. to go to battle. But now, don't you think there's something beautiful? Like at least yeah. you had that phase, whatever that was, of being bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah. Like that's such a beautiful time, right? Like even was, if you look back and be like, oh yeah. my God, you're such an idiot. I think that's just us in general as as youth. Um, no, it was but, it was it was such a great time in, in my life. How exciting is that? And, and how yeah. exciting is it to it's fall in love met, with our it's country? How I met my wife. Oh well, then even better. <laughs> I mean, come on. So but, like, but what a beautiful way! Like, not only found you found the love of your life, but like you fell in love with the country. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, for sure. And for like, sure. I don't know what like that to me is kind of a, again cheesy, but kind of a nice story. Okay, so. Growing up, so you, I, you got uh, Poli Sci from mm-hmm. American University. Yep, yep. You went to Louisiana, Louisiana State University. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, but, got my okay. MBA so, there. So, so uh, growing up, where did you grow up? Was it in typical? Yes. Indian so, household? Was it like doctor, lawyer, engineer? No. So, so I I grew up in Southern Virginia, um, and uh, my parents were pretty liberal. Yeah, my 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 parents were pretty liberal. Uh, okay. certainly by like s- stereotypical standards. Um, okay. no, my, my dad's a serial entrepreneur and my mom is an accountant and, um, you know, they, they both worked and they're, they're vegetarian, but they were, they were fine with me eating meat. Like, I mean, I, I went to satsangs growing up and, you know, went to temples when we visited so India. So you kind of like, you embraced, you embraced being Indian. Like it wasn't like a... Like you weren't 
oh my god, I'm Indian. This is so yeah, annoying. I, yeah, on on the whole, I'd I'd say I was I was pretty fine with being Indian. I certainly like South Indian food in in particular. I was I was pretty anti South Indian food, um, and so now like actually as as a point, like in all my books, I they're they're South Indian as fuck. Like people are just awesome. eating idlis and dosas yeah. left and right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say on on the whole, pro- probably the South Indian food was was probably the the only thing. And like I, I I had freedom to like not be religious. So like I mean I'd go to temples and stuff, but I wasn't wasn't pretty. I I found my faith later in life. I I okay. um actually minored in in religion in in college really? and um uh yeah yeah I took a Hinduism class and. You know, I I would say I'm fairly religious now, but uh, yeah, I was I was given total freedom to basically be like a little atheist kid growing up. What 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 happened? Like, what was that switch? You know, I I was like overweight and not popular, and like um, you know, self conscious grow, growing up. Um, didn't didn't have a whole lot of friends, uh, and then when I got to college, like life just started turning around and I got swept up into politics and I, you know, had all these new friends and, um, life just started going really well. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I found, I, I found my faith that way. Um, and then I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eight years sober. Um, and, uh, and, and my faith, my faith really, really That's helped amazing. there. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. So in terms of career wise, like how did you start writing? Like how did that happen? Yeah, I I think the passion for writing was always there, but I I ne- I never imagined I I could be an author. Um and so yeah, I you know, I did well in, you know, my writing classes growing up and I think I won like a reflections award in in grade school and I I certainly loved reading, but it it wasn't until I I got on the campaign trail that I started actually like I I always knew I wanted to write like a campaign memoir and I figured you know I'd I'd work in politics for like 30 years and then and then do it um and then you know when when it became clear to me I I found my now wife and she uh she she is not in politics at all she's a doctor and um I I was like you know I need something more stable I can't right. be a nomad anymore um right. Uh, that then it, it became clear to me like okay I'm I'm gonna get out of this politics thing, um and so at at that point I you know I I'd taken notes on like every campaign I'd worked on so I had like 18 pages of notes just lying around in a Word doc and so I uh, left my job and um, just decided to to write um and so actually my my memoir is is my uh, is my writing debut. Um, it's a it's a first book I ever wrote, and certainly there there's a presumptuousness that that comes with being 26 and publishing a memoir, and had mentors, had friends telling me like this book is way too honest. You're not gonna work in politics again if you publish this. But uh, good for yeah, you. Fuck it. Fuck it. So yeah, yeah. I just um, definitely. I want to email. I want to email Cal after this and let and, and send him your and let him know we talk. <laughs> and I will be stunned if he remembers no. who I am. You never know. You never know, my friend. Stunned. You never know what 
Well, I think in life, you never know what impressions to leave yeah. on people. I mean, maybe not. You never know, but just I'll let him know. At least we talked. Okay. All right. For sure. Cause... Um, I, I, I actually, uh, one of the campaigns I worked on was for um, uh, someone else he knows, uh, Raj Goyle. I, I worked for uh, Raj, Raj Goyle when he, yeah, yeah. When, when he ran in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually so lived old. with his parents for uh, for a little bit when, when I was on, on the campaign. Okay. Very cool. Well, uh, I mean, I'm throwing it all out there. You never know, Brock. You never know. So after school, we'll be in the States. And, the, and then what happened after that? So I, so I graduated 2011. Okay. Um, I, worked, uh, I worked for another five years in, in politics. Um, and then when I graduated, uh, I did what I told myself I'd never do. I, I, everyone just becomes their parents eventually, right? Oh, like, hell yeah. I'm totally yeah. my parents. Yeah. And so, I love it. And so my dad, who like knew from day one, like you will succeed with an MBA. You should get an MBA. I got an MBA. He he went to IM. He was like, you you should get an MBA. Uh, and so I was I left politics and I was like, fuck, I don't know if I have any other skills because that's another way they keep you in politics, man. They right. they convince you your skill set is very limited. And right. I'm here to tell everyone who listens to your podcast, if you work in campaigns, you can do just about fucking anything. No kidding. Um, no shit. I would I like, assume that, yeah. Like, I, I I, didn't know how to fold shirts before I worked on campaigns, which my mother will hate that I told this story. That's uh, amazing. Maybe but, your wife will hate it, too, but yeah. Well, I knew how to fold shirts by the time I met her, Got so. It. Good, 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 um, good. But, uh... Uh, yeah, man. So I, uh, I, I finished, um, politics, uh, applied, um, got a, got a full ride to, to LSU. LSU actually paid me to get my MBA, nice. uh, which, which was awesome. Um, was laser focused on what I wanted to do. So okay. this does irritate my dad a lot, a, a bit. Um, but I, I only applied, I, I applied to Ohio State, University of Cincinnati, and Louisiana State because my okay. wife my wife was doing her residency in Baton Rouge uh and uh why she she's a buckeye she she's from uh she's from Ohio so she knew okay. she wanted to go back to Ohio so I was like all right Blake I I don't care like Virginia schools like Ivy Leagues like I I don't care this this is about like getting some kind of a degree but more importantly spending time with with my wife of course, of course. So, uh, so yeah, got got into LSU, went there, had a blast, learned a lot. Uh, still in touch with with Your some crew. of my profs there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, because uh, my wife's a badass, I I got courted. Uh, you know, she she was getting offers um, to to work in in different hospital networks, and um, they were like, oh, if we can hook. The husband who's looking for a job, right? We can get her. Uh, so that is that. That is exactly what happened. Good for you. That's awesome. Hey, look, I'm following my husband around. Not following <laughs> him around, but look, when it makes sense, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's really the one thing that's awesome. Like, yeah, sure, you're doing your day to day job, but like, I think writing, like for me, podcasting, um, it's kind yeah. of our heart, our heart and soul. Yeah, uh, and it's amazing that we're able to do that, right? And you and gotta, you gotta fill the well, fill the well, and in, in whatever way that means. So God bless our spouses. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Really quick. La- la- last few questions. It's called the fast round. Okay. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind. This year, anyone you, ultimate collaboration, anyone you want, who would it be? Uh, my best friend and I have, uh, have, have an idea, actually. I can't, can't say much more than that, but if, okay. if, if that goes through with my best friend, that'd be, right. that'd be lit. Well, hello, best friend. That's good. <laughs> what do you want to be known for at the end of your career? The uh, emotional honesty, just like someone, a really, like just a really real writer, just someone who really was able to, to touch the human spirit. What is the worst job you've ever had? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say working, working for a super PAC. I, I worked for a super PAC for, for a little bit. Um, and it ended with, uh, me getting let go. And it's probably the only job I've ever felt a little dirty, um, doing, uh, so I, I will say that. Advice for those that want to go on a campaign trail like you did. A few, a few, a few words. What would you say? Jump in with both feet. Leave yourself open to to all possibilities, and make make sure uh, you you have your non negotiables. You know, I think if you, it's very easy when you're in your early twenties to throw yourself in with both feet, and I really don't regret it. Um, I mean, so certainly it it contributed to to my alcoholism, um, <laughs> but it also. You know, it's it's also how how I found my wife. How can I be anything but grateful for right. for that experience? But for instance, if I if I was like, hey, babe, like you and I were we're together, but this is my passion. I I gotta do that. Like I would have lost her. Um. So no, 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 you're non-negotiables. I like that. I like that. No, you're non-negotiables. Um. And then last question, since you are an author and writer. For for all those writers out there, including myself, I'm, I'm I'm working on it. What makes a writer? How how do you become a writer? Getting the words on the pages, dis- discipline. That's you know, um, discipline. Uh, that's that's really all that matters. There's there's a market for everything. Um, you know, I've I've written really I I've read really terrible books in my opinion that are wildly successful. Uh, I've read, you know, things I think are absolutely flawless, uh, that, that never, you know, never resonated with, with a, a larger public for, for whatever reason. Um, so if you, if you can just be disciplined and sit in front of that, you know, computer and, and get the words and, on the page. And pages. look at that blank page. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. I'm, I'm, I'm hyping myself up. Right? Today has actually been just me hyping myself up because I got to. I gotta go go back to a blank page tomorrow morning. You know what? Sometimes you gotta do it. It's yeah. Totally what an interesting guy. I have a feeling we'll be seeing his books uh, transformed into films. Just a, just a feeling. Let's see what happens. You guys, please check out his site, BharatKrishnan.com, B-H-A-R-A-T-K-R-I-S-H-N-A-N.com to hear and read more about what he's doing. As always, you can follow me at TuckerDoutPodcast, TuckerDoutWithMe.com. It's good to be back, guys. I have finished three back-to-back trips 
and plan to stay home and relax for a little bit until my next one in two weeks. That being said, gonna rest my voice, drink some lemon water, and uh, hug my kids. I will talk to you guys next week. This is Tuckered Out. <laughs>